Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation. This is from Seattle, which has Brian Cage defeating Shaft. Shaft is a local guy from Defy Wrestling, and he gets a big pop with a Defy chant here, so obviously a lot of people in the crowd are familiar with him, as well as some other talent that's on this show. And he's actually bigger than Cage and was able to take it to him. The match was really fun, big lads wrestling, the crowd was fully into it, but Cage was able to stop him and pin him after hitting the drill claw. We go backstage where Matt Hardy is revealed, um, reveals to Ethan Page that tonight's match was supposed to be a tag team match with himself and Isaiah Cassidy is now a trios match. And they said that Ethan Page will join them. Uh, Page is a little upset about this, but Matt Hardy says that he wants a team with him. And, and he even gave him matching green tights as a late Boxing Day present. That made Page very happy that he acknowledges the Canadian holiday. Match number two, the Kingdoms, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett defeated the Bollywood Boys. Bollywood Boys also get a great reaction as they wrestle a lot for Defy Wrestling, as Seattle is not too far from Vancouver. But Mike Bennett is able to get the pin on Gerv after he, they hit the Proton Pack. The House of Black defeated Peter Avalon and Ryan Nemeth of the Wingman, as well as Ari Davari, uh, a Wingman Trustbusters partnership that I like to call the Wingbusters. Brody King pins Davari after hitting a cannonball in the corner as Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews hit like this kick and knee combination in the corner. It looked really nice. Uh, Matt Menard and Paul White on commentary actually named this move the Wrecking Ball. I like it. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Vinny Pacifico. Uh, Hobbs literally came out holding the Book of Hobbs. Uh, this is Hobbs' first match since Full Gear. And you would think with all the push, with all these vignettes, with the Book of Hobbs um, that he's been getting lately, that he'd make his big return at Dynamite, or even at Rampage at least. But here it is on Dark Elevation. He's able to catch Pacifico and hit him with a big spine buster for the pen. Uh, pretty sure they can come up with a catchy name of this. You know how books have spines. The book, I don't know, the spine book. The book spine buster. There must be some name out there that you can kind of... Uh, Make for this finishing move. Marita Shafir and Nyla Rose defeated Amira and Danica Della Rouge. Vicky Guerrero did come to the stage with them. Uh, did come to the ring with them, but she kind of just stood by the stage and looked disappointed the entire time. His commentary brought attention to this. Shafir, uh, Shafir and Rose were kind of were kind of like trying to get her to come to the ring, but she just shooed them away and just told them to go out there and win, which they did as Shafir gets the pin on Rouge after a double DDT, and then Vicky Guerrero just left the stage, not looking too impressed at all. We go to the Ring of Honor World Championship here as Claudio Castagnoli retains against Josh Woods. This match was really good, hard-hitting, and ended with Claudio hitting a big European uppercut for the pin. I would love to see these guys run it back with double the time. There's only got about seven minutes or so. Claudio tried the big swing in this match, but he actually couldn't keep it on as his knee gave out, so that was pretty interesting here. Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Ethan Page defeated Guillermo Rojas, Cody Chun, and Sonico. Uh, Page was being over the top, singing and dancing to the Matt Hardy theme as they came out. Page hit the twist of fate on Chun for the pen as they all seemed to be on the same page. Cassidy, though, seemed a little frustrated with this whole situation and how Matt Hardy's kind of like going along with it. Athena, in a non-title match, defeated Viva Van by making her tap out rather quickly with a crossface. She kept attacking Van after the match until Marita Shafir came out and had a bit of a stare down with Athena before Shafir pointed at Athena's Ring of Honor women's title before Athena backed off. More on this later on in this, sh on this episode. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz defeated Ricky Gibson and Eddie Pearl, who have appeared before in NWA, uh, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. And Helico joined commentary for this match, representing the Spanish announced project, as they're still being called. Kingston gets a pin with a DDT pretty easily and quickly just heads to the back as Ortiz celebrates in the ring by himself. Bandito defeated Christopher Daniels. Bandito making a, his dark debut here, as well as Daniels' first match on Elevation. Another great match is expected from these two, but Bandito ends up winning after hitting a knee strike to Daniels' face. 
In the last match here, the best friends defeated Luther and Serpentico at the Spanish Announced Project, as Angelico left commentary to join them in their corner. Fun and quick match here with Trent Beretta pinning Serpentico after they hit the strong zero. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark from Portland. Juice Robinson, making his Dark debut, defeated Travis Williams after hitting this modified DDT. Ruby Soho and Will Nightingale defeated Emi Sakura and Diamante. They started brawling before the bell even rang, which resulted in the actual match itself being just over a minute, as Soho pinned Diamante after hitting Destination Unknown as they're trying to hype up the street fight they're going to have against uh, Anna Jay and Ty Conti. Jake Hager defeated Steve Miggs. Taz went off on how Miggs resembles his former producer, Seth, from the Taz Show, a.k.a. the Kung Fu Jobber. Fun fact, I used to be a regular caller uh, on the Taz Show when he did the radio show, so I am familiar with Seth and a bunch of other characters here. But Miggs made the big mistake of putting the purple hat on, but he gets destroyed with a lariat for the quick win by Hager. Lee Moriarty and Big Bill of the firm defeated the Voros twins easily and quickly with Bill chokeslamming one twin onto the other and then put his foot on them for the pen in Bill's dark debut. Juice Robinson was being interviewed backstage about his win tonight, but Dark Order interrupts him, this being John Silver, Evo Uno, and Alex Reynolds, the only members left. And it said they were impressed by this match and they offered Juice to join the Dark Order, but Juice says no as he is Bullet Club for, for, for life. Anna Jay and Ty Mello defeated Teal Piper and Kel. Uh, yes, that is Teal Piper, the daughter of Roddy Roddy Piper. She actually did appear once before in AEW back in All Out 2019 at the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, and she even came out to her dad's classic theme here and got a big reaction as Portland was the stomping ground for Roddy Piper. Kel is a local talent who goes by Rebel Kel, but of course you can't have any confusion with uh, wrestling with people having the same name as there could only be one Rebel. But Anna Jay and Ty Mello win rather easily with... Um, with Anna Jay putting on the Queen Slayer on Kel for the submission victory. Ethan Page, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy defeated Judas Icarus, Sebastian Wolf, and Caleb Tennedy. Pretty much the same deal as they had at Elevation, the difference here being that Page demanded to be tagged in by Cassidy as he had the match won, just to hit the twist of fate for the win, and of course Cassidy kept looking uh, upset about this. The main event for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship that was set up in Elevation, Athena defeated Marina Shafir. Uh, the best and the longest match on this show by far, going over 12 minutes. This match got a bit vicious on the outside with Athena slamming Shafir into the steel steps. As they went inside, uh, Athena put on the cross face and uh, Shafir tried to roll her up, but Athena rolled her back up, holding onto the tights for the win to retain. And then after the match, Shafir tried to grab Athena, but Athena took her out with a bell shot. Impact Wrestling. On um, before the impact, Giselle Shaw defeated Kylan King with the pump knee strike that she calls Denuma. De- uh, we go on to the main show as Taylor Wilde defeated Masha Slamovich. Deanna Peraza was on commentary for this match and distracted Slamovich a bit as Wilde was able to roll up Slamovich for the pin. Slamovich attacks security after the match. Sammy Callahan cut a promo backstage saying that he wants an answer from the design by the end of the night about if they will accept him or not to join the group. Rich Swan put out a challenge to Steve Macklin hard to kill in a false count anywhere match as well. Black Taurus defeated Anthony Green in Green's Impact debut. Uh as he was uh, August Gray in NXT as well. So he's always keeping a color in his name, it looks like. It looks like he might have to join uh, AEW, right, with all the colors going on there, with uh, Ruby and Jade and and all those gals they have there. But as far as the match goes, Taurus was able to stop him and hit Destination Hellhole for the pen, and then after the match, Trey Miguel attacked Green and spray-painted him, so it looks like that might be an upcoming match. We see a video of Kenny King going to... Um, Speedball Mike Bailey's gym in Montreal and instead he finds Bailey's students there and he starts taking them out and he tells Bailey to come see him and then we go back to Impact where Bailey is furious and tells Kenny King that they can have a pit fight which will happen on the next episode of Impact. Jonathan Gresham defeated Ernest R. Anthony after twisting him up in a stretch into a pinfall. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans were backstage talking about how they lost and were wondering how they will win the knockouts tag team titles back. Giselle Shaw comes in and says that she can help but Steele says that every team Shaw is in it falls apart and they lose and Evans and Steele 
Fields decided to listen to Shaw's plan anyway. We get a promo from the design where Diener says that Sammy Callahan needs to cut all his hair up next week if he wants to join the design, so I'm not sure if we're going to see that or not. But Sammy Callahan has rocked the uh, bald head before, so it shouldn't be too much for him. Moose comes to the ring. I says that he's going to take the digital media championship from Joe Henry hard to kill, but he doesn't want to wait till then. So then he says Joe Henry, and he does appear. Uh, and then they cut to a parody of the of uh, Joe Henry's theme song, but instead it's making fun of Moose talking about his failed football career. And uh, they show clips of Moose's dancing as well. So pretty entertaining here. We get this awesome retrospective of Mickey James' career going through her time in TNA, Impact, and WWE. Very well done. Check it out. It is on their YouTube page. And this was followed by another fantastic video. Uh, with the roster going through the memories from Don West and tributes from the entire Impact roster. Another video you should definitely check out. Chris Sabin defeated Matt Cardona with the Cradle Shock in a very good match here, with both Brian Myers and Alex Shelley on the outside getting involved a bit. And the show was about to end until Bully Ray, who was not even supposed to be there, shows up and calls out Josh Alexander. Instead, Scott Demore comes out and says that Alexander isn't in the building because he listened to Demore and stayed home, um, unlike Bully Ray. Demore continues about how he brought back Bully Ray because he wanted to give him another chance like he has given himself once he was here in Impact. Uh, Demore says Bully... Ray has alienated Devon, Tommy Dreamer, and everybody else that he used to call a friend. They continue to talk trash until it got very heated and Demore actually attacked Bully Ray. John Skyler and Jason Hodge come out and hold Demore as Bully Ray takes him out with a power driver and then power bombs Demore through a table. MLW Fusion, Alex Hammerstone versus EJ and Duca that was supposed to take place tonight actually gets postponed with the reasoning being that Duca had demanded more money for the title match. Laredo Kid, Commander, and Microman defeated Gino Medina, Mini Abismo Negro, and Taurus. Uh, Lucha Stander, Standout Commander here making his MOW debut, and he looked fantastic here, hitting all types of crazy dives to the outside. Microman pinned Medina after he got accidentally speared by Taurus, and the story here being that whoever gets pinned would have to leave MOW, so it looks like they might be writing off Gino Medina. I could definitely see a bright future from him. I've enjoyed his entire run at MOW. The main event here, Jacob Fatu defeated Willie Mack in a pretty good match here after hitting Ali Us um, and the top rope moonsault for the pen. A woman of wrestling, the Tonga Twins defeated the Heavy Metal Sisters, Fury and Razor, with Kona pitting Fury after her and Chaos hit the Samoan drop neck breaker combo, which they call the Tonga Twist. They get on the mic after and they call out Miami Sweet Heat and since they're coming after the Tag Team Championships. Malia Hosaka defeated Gigi Gianni. Uh, Hosaka cut a promo to Gianni before the match saying that nobody can trust anybody but themselves, insinuating that Gianni cannot trust Adriana Gambino after she abandoned her a couple weeks ago. Hosaka defeated Gianni after she distracted the referee in Exodus and Genesis of Exile. Run in and take out Gianna, Gianni with total elimination. Reina Del Rey defeated Vivian Rivera after hitting a swing and neckbreaker. Uh, and the main event here, Sahara Spars, Americana, and Jesse Jones defeated Ice Cold, the disciplinary, and Samantha Spart. When Jones made Ice Cold tap out to an armbar, the after the match, G.I. Jane runs out and joins Ice Cold, disciplinary, and Smart to attack Jones. And then two ladies from the crowd come out to help Jones that Jones uh, introduces as Big Rig Betty and Holly Swag, who are the mother-daughter team of Amazing Maria and Haley J from OVW. Haley J has been in AEW and NWA before. Uh, speaking of NWA, there was no episode of USA and no episode of Power as they were taking a hiatus until the live Power on the 31st of January. Instead, they had the sit-down special called From Jobber to Idol, Austin Idol's inspiring journey to professional wrestling where Billy Corgan sits down with Idol and they go through a retrospective of his career, how he came up in the industry. They show some memorabilia. It's actually really, really well done and very informative. It makes me wonder what else they have lined up until Power comes back on the 31st. NXT Level Up, Electra Lopez and Amari Miller defeated Sol Ruka and Danny Palmer, with Lopez pinning Palmer after hitting the electric shock, as Miller and Lopez looked pretty good as a tag team. Zion Quinn defeated Tank Ledger. Ledger had the match pretty much won until Quinn raked Ledger's eyes and hit him with the running strike for the pin. 
Idris Inofe and Malik Blade defeated Miles Bourne and Tavion Heights. Uh, Inofe wrestled with a shirt on the entire match as commentary brought up the debate if Inofe actually got the WWE logo tattooed on his chest or not. So it is, a, I guess, in storyline mentioned here. Inofe pins Heights after they hit the climax. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, Jay Way and El Fantasmo defeated Hikaleo and Allen Angels, with LP pinning Angels after hitting the UFO in a fun match. Uh, the UFO, if you don't know, stands for uh, Unidentified Flying Opponent. Pretty in- uh, interesting name here. And the main event here was a strong survivor match, which basically is a 16-man battle royal with over-the-top eliminations. But when four wrestlers remain, the match becomes pinfall submissions, eliminations, um, and the last wrestler remaining will be will be get a title shot at the strong open weight championship at a later date, which I think is Battle in the Valley, if I'm not mistaken. So as far as the match goes, uh, Keita eliminated Guillermo Rojas, Mysterioso eliminated Cody Chun, Mascara Dorada eliminated Keita, Bateman eliminated Rocky Romero, Blake Christian eliminated Che Cabrera, JR Kratos eliminated Mysterioso. Willie Utah, who's in this match, defeated both Mascara Dorada and Jacob Austin Young. J.R. Kratos defeated Adrian Quest, uh, eliminated Adrian Quest and Bateman. And then Kenta, Blake Christian, and Utah all combined to eliminate the big Kratos. And the DKC had eliminated Christopher for Daniels while this was happening, but the referees were distracted by Kratos on the outside. So Daniels just runs back in and eliminates DKC. So now we're down to the final four who are Christopher Daniels, Willow Utah, Kenta, and Blake Christian. Daniels pinned Christian with his feet on the ropes to eliminate him, and then Yuta hit a German suplex bridge on Daniels to pin and eliminate him. Uh, then shortly right after this, Kenta just has to go to sleep on Yuta to pin him, so he will face Fred Rosser. Uh, if Fred Rosser, of course, is able to withstand the the force that is Peter Avalon on an upcoming episode of Strong. And if you haven't heard already, it looks like there might be some talk of Strong possibly either going away or getting some sort of um, rebuilding or reconstruction or so. So I know there should be about three or so shows left as part of these tapings. And as far as I know, there isn't any other tapings scheduled. So it might be three more weeks of Strong. WWE main event had Nikki Cross defeated Dana Brooke. Uh, this is a rematch after Cross took the 24-7 title from Brooke and then tossed it in the garbage. Uh, kind of tossed it in the garbage. But Cross gets the pin after raking Brooke's eyes and hitting a spinning backbreaker. We see a video retrospective for Shelton Benjamin as he's celebrating 20 years here in WWE. This has comments from Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Mia Yim, Molly Holly, Sean Devari, Tamina, Cedric Alexander, and Kofi Kingston. Very well done. Uh, nice tribute here for Shelton. And he actually gets the main event spot here as he defeats a Rip Fowler. Uh, from NXT, part of the dyad, the schism, whatever you want to call them, after hitting pay dirt for the win. And he actually um, helps Fowler up after the match and thanks him. He gets on the mic and says, thanks to fans for living, for helping him live his childhood dream for the past 20 years as the crowd starts chanting, thank you, Shelton. Shelton ends by saying he's not done yet and he's still the gold standard and there ain't no stopping him now. So nice little uh, touching um, little thing here for Shelton getting the spotlight on main event. The only WWE Network edition of the week was Progress Wrestling, uh, Sons and Daughters of the Desert. You can catch me actually this Friday with John Pollock running down Hard to Kill. I'll be doing a report on postwrestling.com as well as a, uh, a podcast, live podcast on the uh, the Post Wrestling Cafe right after. So make sure you check that out on Friday if you want the, the rundown on Bully Ray versus Josh Alexander and the rest of the show. But that is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Mm-hmm.